This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. To listen to part two of tonight's interview and all of our material going back to 2008, don't miss out and subscribe. It's very simple. All you have to do is click on the subscribe button of our website. You will receive your login immediately. And have you listened to Sanitas Radio yet? Take a look at all the shows we've done so far and all the upcoming guests. You have no idea what these shows can do for you and your loved ones. You will never hear what they have to say in the mainstream media. I guarantee it. Remember, your greatest wealth is your health. Check it out at sanitasradio.com. And for MMS or our futuristic metal-cased USB drives, with all our seasons and bonus material, go to the Veritas store. And to get in touch with us, for member support, media inquiries, suggestions, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And tonight, we have a treat for you with the one and only Jim Mars, our special guest. But before we start, let me add some background to tonight's interview. A few weeks ago, I conducted an interview with Ed Haslam, the author of Dr. Mary's Monkey. If you haven't listened to that interview, I suggest that you do. During the interview, we discussed Jim Mars, Judith Very Baker, and others Judith Ferry Baker is the author of Me and Lee, How I Came to Know, Love, and Lose Lee Harvey Oswald. And we're talking about Kennedy these days because, as you know, it's the 50th 
anniversary of the assassination. Well, Judith Ferry Baker is currently in exile and in hiding. I was told that in order to communicate with her, it would be better to do it out of the country. So I left the country on business and decided to make contact with her. And I did. Hopefully, she will grant an interview in the near future. Before I left, just temporarily, I'm not going anywhere, Jim Mars and I made contact as well. Jim has a new book titled, Our Occulted History. Do the global elite conceal ancient aliens? Well, I told Jim I wanted to discuss a new book, and he said that he also had new information about the JFK assassination. So he sent me both books, including an updated and revised edition of his book, Crossfire, The Plot That Killed Kennedy. So the first few minutes of the program are dedicated to his new findings and some very compelling information. The rest will cover our occulted history. This is an excellent interview. Just a heads up, since the interview was conducted outside the country and outside of the studio, the sound may not be up to par, and I apologize for that in advance. What you are hearing now is at the studio. I know you will thoroughly enjoy this interview. I respect and admire Jim Marr's work. He does his research, and it shows. Enjoy. Jim Mars is an award-winning journalist, New York Times best-selling author of The Trillion Dollar Conspiracy, The Rise of the Fourth Reich, Rule by Secrecy, Alien Agenda, and Crossfire, which served as the basis for the Oliver Stone film JFK. His most recent book is titled Our Occulted History, Do the Global Elite Conceal Ancient Aliens? And directly from the Lone Star State of Texas, I am honored to welcome the great Jim Mars. Folks, pay attention. Hello, Jim, and welcome back to Veritas. Uh, hey, Mel, it's great to be with you, as always. Oh, likewise, likewise. And uh, you sent me these two books, as I was saying that to you before we started. Great homework. Your books should be taught at a university level in an entire semester so that people can digest it all. Actually, Mel... Uh, I've been told that some some teachers in universities are using my books. I don't know if they use it for the whole semester, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, that's that's great to know. I'm I'm surprised that uh, you know academia is allowing it because in academia we hardly find any real truth, and they seem to be hiding a lot of our history. That's true. Back in the '90s, uh, you know, I taught a course on the Kennedy assassination at the University of Texas at Arlington. Uh, going all the way back to 1976. Well, in the 90s, uh, I'd been having success with that, and I noticed people were really thirsty for knowledge. And so I approached them about doing a course on UFOs because I said, look, everybody's interested in UFOs, and it's a great mystery. We're not sure what it all is, but there's something going on there. And one of the board, one of the board members at the university said, no, we don't want to have silly stuff like that. They won't <laughs> let me do it. But then, uh, but then in the year 2000, um, the head of the department approached me and said, uh, hey, that board member, uh, that director is no longer here. I said, do you still want to teach your UFO class? And I said, yeah. So I started teaching that course on UFOs, and that was quite fascinating. And usually I don't mix subjects, but tonight, because you have two great books and you have a revised version of Crossfire, which, by the way, folks, in case you didn't know, the movie, Oliver Stone's movie, JFK, was based on Crossfire, is that right? 
Yeah, that's correct. That was one of the two books he used uh, on the Trail of the Assassins, which was a book written by Jim Garrison, the district attorney in New Orleans. Uh, and that's where he got the storyline for Jim Garrison and for the things that were going on there during that trial. But as far as the assassination went, yes, he used my book, uh, uh, Crossfire, uh, as uh, the, his background and his information. And by the way, folks, uh, just tonight I received a message from Judith Very Baker. We should be listening uh, a lot to a lot of information coming from her very soon. But will we ever know the truth about the Kennedy assassination, Jim? Yes. See, the problem there, Mel, is you're not asking the proper question because the answer to that question is yes. We we can know the truth right now today, but you're not. So what you but what you're actually asking is. Uh, will there come a time when there'll be a news conference and some uh, official of the federal government will get up in front of the uh, corporate media and say, okay, okay, here's what happened to President John Kennedy? No, that's not going to happen, okay? But do we know the truth? Yes, we know the truth. Today, all you have to do is study the case in some depth, and you realize that criminal acts to include Fabrication of evidence, destruction of evidence, suppression of evidence, alteration of evidence, and intimidation of witnesses all took place at the federal level of the government. And that the Warren Commission uh, was, uh, in the words of Robert Kennedy, a sloppy investigation at best and uh, incomplete at worst. And therefore, this is what... uh, transforms, which at that time legally was simply another Texas homicide because there were no laws about assassinating the President of the United States. Uh, So it takes what then was simply a Texas homicide and elevates it to a national coup d'etat. And in fact, if you want to know who can be named as guilty, I'll give you the two people's names who could be found guilty in the Kennedy assassination. And that's his successor, Lyndon Johnson, and his next door neighbor and old buddy, the head of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover. Now, can I prove that those two men orchestrated or ordered the assassination? No, I cannot. But what I can prove, beyond any reasonable shadow of a doubt, is that both of those two men took steps to block any meaningful investigation into Kennedy's death and, again, participated in crimes that included fabrication of evidence, destruction of evidence, uh, suborning testimony, etc., etc. Now, under our legal system, that makes them accomplices after the fact, okay? Uh, if you kill somebody and then you give me the gun and tell me to go hide it, and I do, I I didn't kill anybody, but I'm an accomplice after the fact. And I know here in Texas, we've actually executed people who are accomplices after the fact. And because under the law, they are considered just as guilty as the person who pulled the trigger. So in the case of the Kennedy assassination, it's Lyndon Johnson and Jager Hoover. And this is indeed the coup of 1963. What about Alan Dulles? Uh, Kennedy fired him as the CIA director, and then all of a sudden he is one of the Warren Commission investigators. Exactly. And very instrumental, by the way, in coming to their conclusions. Uh, several other members of the Warren Commission, including, uh, uh, well, the, the three or four of them actually, uh, including the Louisiana uh, Senator Hale Boggs, uh, who then disappeared in a plane crash or disappeared on a plane, plane flight to uh, Alaska and has never been 
seen or heard from again, uh, they began to express doubts about their own commission. It was Alan Dulles who kept saying, this is it. And in fact, there was a very interesting moment there during the Warren Commission time when they got word from Texas authorities that Lee Harvey Oswald had been acting as an FBI informant, another connection to the federal government. They even had his uh, code number, T-172, and the fact that he was being paid $200 a month. Uh, they went to the Warren Commission, uh, or to Alan Dulles with this, and they said, you know, gee, what are we going to do with this? Uh, and they said, you were head of the CIA. <clears throat> if we came to you and asked you if Oswald was a member of your organization, would you admit to it? And he said, no, probably not. So they said, well, there's not much use then in asking Hoover if he'd tell us the truth. So they never did, <laughs> never followed up on that. Is that just incredible? How's that for an investigation? <laughs> it is incredible. And how about the Subruder film? I thought the perception was that he received $25,000 at that Time Life magazine, Time Life uh, gave him, and he allegedly donated the proceeds to the wife of the slain policeman. But in reality, the truth is that he made more than 150000 which would be close to $1 million today, and he received 50% of Time Life profit from the film. Why so much for one film, and why did he hide the facts? Well, because he didn't want to think people that uh, people to think that he was profiting from the crime, but of course he did. Yeah, you're right. He got $150,000. And by the way, uh, he, he uh, told people, and again, here's just another lie stacked on top of all the rest of them in this whole case. He, the, the media reported that he had only received $25,000 and that he had indeed donated that to the widow of the slain Dallas policeman, J.D. Tippett. But, Mel, I'm here to tell you that, and I was just checking with uh, some people here recently, and as far as everyone knows, there is no proof that he ever even donated that money to the policeman's widow. But now why did they did Time Life pay so much money for that film? Because they hid it away for 15 years. 15 years after the assassination, no one in the public was able to see it and see this, the thing. Except, interestingly enough, um, there was one newsman, uh, CBS, uh, who on the Monday following the assassination was there to bid on the, uh, on the uh, Zapruder film. And uh, he saw it, Dan Rather, and Dan Rather saw the film and then came out and on a radio broadcast pretty accurately describes what the film shows until he comes to the fatal headshot. And he said, quote, his head is thrown forward with considerable violence. Well, of course, everyone who's now seen the film knows that he was thrown to the left rear, which indicates a, sh a shot from the right front. Okay, and interestingly enough, Dan Rather, who ended up writing an autobiography entitled The Camera Never Blinks, and when he was called down on that and said, why did you tell everyone uh, that the Zapruder film showing his head going forward? He said, well, I must have blinked. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that was pretty ironic. But, yeah, so there, the, the thing is you buy up the evidence and you hide it away. In fact, I would like to point out that it was – uh, the district attorney in New Orleans, Jim Garrison, who in the trial in his prosecution of Clay Shaw subpoenaed the Zapruder film from Time Life, they fought it all the way to the Supreme Court 
But the Supreme Court said, no, no, this is a legitimate subpoena from a legitimate court. You have to turn it over. So they grudgingly handed over kind of a bad third or fourth generation copy. But, of course, once Jim Garrison's office had it, everybody made a copy, and they let their friends make a copy, and pretty soon it actually was shown on national television. And there, 15 years after the event, we finally got to see there's a Spruder film. Was the movie... Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to add that in the, my new updated version of Crossfire, um, the evidence is all there, including people who were involved who are now talking, including the documents out of the federal government that show that the Zapruder film was in the hands of the CIA the day after the Kennedy assassination and was manipulated uh, before it was turned over to Time Life Corporation. So what I'm telling you is, and what I'm telling your audience, is that as of today, you cannot even trust the Zapruder film as being an authentic photographic record of the assassination. That was my next question, Jim. If the uh, movie was under CIA care at one point, and do you think they may have blacked out certain portions to prevent the public from seeing the rear of Kennedy's head? Uh, That's exactly right. In fact, uh, uh, I'm aware of 11 Hollywood film and tape experts who uh, studied uh, certain frames of the Zapruder film and unanimously said, well, this is a bad forgery. Uh, They painted out the back of his head to paint out the obvious gaping exit wound in the right rear portion of his head. And why wasn't the autopsy performed in Dallas, Jim? Instead, the body was taken to uh, Bethesda's uh, Naval Medical Center. Yeah, exactly. Um, That was a violation of the law, actually. In fact, the Dallas uh, coroner was there at the hospital saying, wait a minute, under the law, you cannot move the body until there's been an inquest, you know. And they pulled guns on him. And they said, this is the body of the president. Get out of the way. And there was a lot of cursing and shouting, pushing and shoving. And they quite illegally and forcibly took Kennedy's body out of Parkland Hospital, which was just filled with medical experts who were very experienced in gunshot wounds and trauma cases. And they whisked him off to that incredibly abysmal uh, autopsy that was conducted under the close scrutiny of, of military officers, uh, by three naval doctors who had little or no experience with gunshot wounds. And that is one of the first steps that has caused such confusion and controversy over the medical evidence. Uh, and what I find very ironic about that is that they all said this was on orders of Lyndon Johnson, who said we've got to take his body back to Washington. This could be the start of a international national plot, you know, and yet, uh, so in other words, one of the first actions upon becoming president of the United States that Lyndon Johnson took was to violate the laws of his own state. And who was, yeah. And and to show you that his uh, concern over a international plot, perhaps the, uh, some sort of sneak attack, perhaps the start of World War III, was absolutely baseless, and he knew it. How can I tell you that? Because not once, but twice, Johnson ran off and forgot and left behind the military officer with the nuclear launch codes, code name football. 
They left him at the hospital, and they left him again out at Love Field. And so, obviously, Johnson was not concerned about a foreign plot, or he would have kept that officer with the nuclear launch codes right at his elbow. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.